Someone said, praise the Lord. Mark 16 and 17, if you have your Bibles, we're going to go to three passages of Scripture quickly. Mark 16 and 17, Jesus said this, he said, And these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. Can someone speak that name? In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. James 2 and 19 says this. Thou believest that there is one God. Thou doest well. The devils also believe and tremble. Philippians 2 and 9. Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name, which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. I'd like to preach a uniquely titled message to you today. I'm preaching from this subject, Scary Holy Ghost Stories. Scary Holy Ghost Stories. Put your Bibles down, lift up your hands, and lift up your voices, shall we? Dear God, we need your touch today. We're thankful for the spirit of worship that has moved in this building. But I pray that we would move beyond just lifted voices, but that our hearts would be receptive to your word. Speak to your people, I pray. We give you praise. We give you glory. And everyone said in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for standing and worshiping. You may be seated. This is the time of year when the spirit of fear really starts flexing its muscles. Violence and witchcraft and death and all types of perverse evils are glorified under the guise of a holiday called Halloween. While some of it may just be harmless fun, there is an undercurrent of the occult that a spirit-filled person can feel in the atmosphere. We know that God has not given us a spirit of fear. God gives us the spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. Anything that promotes, glorifies, or perpetuates fear is not of God. I am well acquainted with the spirit of fear in my own life. I faced it many times. I'm not talking about normal fear. I'm talking about the kind of fear that is so strong it's hard to breathe. I'm talking about the kind of fear that makes your whole body numb, the kind of fear that makes your heart thump like a sledgehammer in your chest. You see, I didn't have an ordinary childhood. By the age of six, I had survived four open-heart surgeries. I had lost track of how many times death had stared me in the face, even as a child. And I was forced to learn how to cope with fear at a very young age. I knew that death was always a possibility. I remember listening over and over again to a song called, I Will Not Be Afraid, just to try to find some comfort in the midnight hour. I would wake up and hear my mother crying out to God in the middle of the night in that hospital room with the, with the neighboring patient with their TV blaring horror movies. I remember one particular year we had no control over what the 
next person beside me would be watching and they'd be watching horror movies all night long. You have no idea the effect that that has on a six-year-old child's mind when he's about to go under the knife and wonders if he'll be alive or dead in the morning and he's watching Freddy Krueger all night long. I'm going to tell you, the spirit of fear comes on your heart. It comes on you like a blanket, like a cloud, like a shroud. It comes down in your spirit. And so I'm sharing these personal things with you today because I want you to understand that I know what fear feels like but i also know what faith can do to fear aha i recently heard pastor joel urshan say that a spirit-filled believer should not be afraid of demons because demons stay up late at night telling scary holy ghost stories i like that i think that's exactly right so today I'm going to tell you some stories that scare demons to death. It's going to be a bad day for the devil because too many Christians are not exercising their spiritual authority. Too many Christians are afraid of the devil when the devil should be afraid of them. But first, let me say this. The weakest of demons is more powerful than an ordinary person. But even Satan himself has no authority over a spirit-filled believer. Here's the scariest Holy Ghost story of all. It keeps demons awake at night, and it goes like this. There is one God, and Jesus is his name. It's a highly exalted name. It's a name that is above every other name. And the Bible tells us that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. The Bible tells us that the things in heaven shall bow. Someone said that's the angels. And the things on the earth shall bow. Someone said that's the humans. But it also says the things under the earth are going to bow. That's every demon in the pit of hell. Hell is trembling right now because they know there is coming a day Soon and very soon, that at the mention of the name of Jesus, they're going to have to bow down on their knees and exclaim at the top of their lungs, Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus Christ is Lord. And every spirit of fear is going to shout with one voice, Jesus Christ is Lord. And every demon of promiscuity is going to shout with one mind and one accord, Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. The gates of hell are trembling right now because the one God message is being preached in Jonesboro, Georgia. Alarm bells are going off in hell because they know there's power in the name of Jesus. Yes. Some of y'all are still waking up this morning. We'll get the rest of us woke up in a minute. Listen. There is no such thing as a Trinitarian demon. Not spiritual demons anyway. No, there aren't. James 2.19 says, Thou believest that there is three gods. No. Thou believest that there is one God. That's good. Thou doest well. Good job. We're glad 
that you believe that. But the devils also believe and they tremble. Nothing causes hell to tremble like the one God message. <laughs> Hallelujah. Nothing causes hell to tremble like the one God message. If you want to give demons nightmares, just start talking about how God robed himself in flesh, lived as a sinless sacrifice, and died on a tree for you and for me. After the crucifixion, hell was throwing an after party. They thought that the story was over. Jesus was dead. And the disciples were in hiding. And the demons were rejoicing. Satan thought he had finally won the battle. But suddenly the gates of hell burst open. And they saw something that haunts their dreams to this very day. Jesus Christ stepped into the very gates of hell. And he confiscated the keys of death, hell, and the grave. Jesus walked into hell's command structure and he said, I'll take those keys. Thank you very much. But Jesus didn't wait around long because on a third day, a stone was about to be rolled away and the earth was about to tremble at the glory of God. When Jesus rose, he came up out of hell. He came up out of the grave and he arose. Oh, I feel hell getting scared right now. I feel devils starting to tremble right now. I feel faith starting to build right now. The gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. I said the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church of the living God. <laughs> hey. Yes. Listen, listen, listen. I, we're going to pick on the devil. Is that all right? Some of y'all need to stop running from him and start picking on him. I wonder how stupid and ignorant the devil had to feel when Jesus stepped into hell. And all of a sudden it dawned on that old serpent. This was a part of his plan all along. He thought he had crucified him and won the battle. But Jesus stepped in and said, hey, I had this thing all planned out because I am the lamb that was slain from the foundation of the world. When you were putting your evil plan together, I was 14 steps ahead of you, devil. I already planned to robe myself in flesh and live as a sinless man. This was a part of my program all along, devil. Thank you. Thank you, devil. Thank you, devil. Because now we have a sacrifice. Hey. Hey, hey, hey. Hallelujah. Take that, devil. Take that, devil. Take that, devil. Ah. Now, are you ready for a scary Holy Ghost story? That literally petrifies the devil. If you have received the Holy Ghost speaking in other tongues, that means literally the same power that raised Christ Jesus from the dead. Are y'all ready for this? Some of y'all aren't ready for this. I said the same Not a partial power, not a little power, 
not a portion of power, the same power that raised Christ Jesus from the dead is now dwelling inside of you. And it's time for you to start acting like it. It's time for you to start exercising that authority. It's time for you to start binding devils. It's time for you to start casting out devils. It's time for you to take Holy Ghost authority in Jesus' name. You have literally been filled with power from on high. That's why Jesus said, these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. They shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. And when we speak the name of Jesus, God is glorified. The church is edified. The devil is horrified and demons are traumatized. When we magnify the Lord, hell is mortified. Families are fortified. Angels are mobilized. For in Jesus dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And when you speak that name, you are coming to hell in the authority of Jesus Christ. And he will fight your battles for you. And he will move on your behalf. Jesus was and is the first and last, the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end, the stone of Israel, the rock of my salvation, a mighty fortress. He is Jehovah, strong in battle, the King of glory, the Prince of peace, the everlasting Father, a strong tower, an ever-present help in the time of trouble, the precious rose of Sharon, the bright and morning star, the lily of the valley. He is altogether lovely. He is wonderful. Counselor, the fairest of 10,000, and he is the mighty God. Somebody ought to open up your mouth and magnify the name of Jesus somebody ought to lift up that name right now because if I be lifted up I will draw all men unto me somebody lift him up somebody needs to cast out the spirit of fear right now somebody needs to cast out the spirit of depression right now somebody needs to take authority in Jesus name Jesus said, lay hands on the sick and they might recover. Jesus said, lay hands on the sick and I hope they recover. Jesus said, lay hands on the sick and maybe something will happen. No! Jesus said, lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. He said, speak to the mountain and maybe it'll move. No, no, no. He said, speak to the mountain, and it shall be removed. He said, rebuke the devil, and maybe he'll flee. No, he said, rebuke the devil, and he must flee. Somebody open up your mouth right now and rebuke the devil in Jesus' name. Some of you have been fighting battles for far too long. Some of you have been afraid for far too long. Some of you have been living in fear for far too long. Open up your mouth and bind the devil in the only saving name, the name of Jesus. He said, do not be afraid. For I am with you. Yeah. Woo. Anybody feel a shift in the atmosphere? I feel something changing in the spirit realm. Ha 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 ha. Scary Holy Ghost stories. Satan thought. That he had Peter right where he wanted him. He had Peter denying Jesus. 
He had Peter cursing. He had Peter running back to his old lifestyle, going back to the, the docks to abandon being a minister and abandon being a disciple. And he was going back to just being a, a fisherman. Satan thought he was finally gotten Peter. The Bible says that Jesus had warned Peter and said, Behold, Peter, Satan hath desired to sift you like wheat. Satan has a plan for you, and it's not a good plan. It's not a Holy Ghost plan. He's got an evil ghost plan for you. And he thought he had him. Peter was in hiding, but he didn't count on the fact that Jesus was going to come out of that grave. And he was going to start appearing to his disciples. And Peter saw Jesus standing on the seashore. There he was out there in a boat fishing, doing what he always had done before he met Jesus. And he looks out and he sees the form of Jesus on the shore. And the Bible says that he jumped out of the boat before he even got to the shore. While the other disciples were just trying to row and get back, Peter said, I've got to get to Jesus. That's the one who I denied. That's the one who I that I ran from that's the one huh, that I denied with cursing and he ran to Jesus Satan didn't count huh, on the fact that we love Jesus Satan didn't realize huh, that Jesus had far more than power he had loyalty and he had love and he had favor ha 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 I wonder how stupid the devil felt when the same one who had backslidden stood up on the day of Pentecost and said, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. It's not a coincidence that Peter stood up. I think that God was saying, Devil, in your face. You thought you had him. You thought he was yours, but he's mine. He's a preacher of the gospel. He is my child. He is anointed. He has purpose. And he's called. I want to let somebody know today. The enemy has convinced you. That you're just a casualty of war. I'm preaching to somebody in the spirit. Who's been considering this week. This very week. Even today. Throwing in the towel. You barely came to church today. Because you're so weary. In well doing. But my Bible says in the book of Revelations. That they overcame the devil. By the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. Some of you have testimonies today that make Satan tremble. Some of you have stories today that if you would just start telling those stories, if you would start remembering what God did for you, if you would start thinking about what God delivered you from, if you'd start thinking about what God saved you from, instead of trying to look like a professional Pentecostal, you ought to lift up your hands and lift up your voice and say, I've got a testimony, devil. I used to be an alcoholic, but now I've been delivered. I used to be a drug addict, but now I've been delivered. I used to be a sinner, but now I've been delivered. I used to be a liar, but now I've been delivered. I used to be a cheater. In your face, devil. In your face, devil. In your face, devil. Hey, 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 hey. 
Could anybody take your Pentecostal mask off and say, I used to be a really bad dude before Jesus found me. I used to let everybody down. I used to let my friends down. I used to let my family down. I used to let my children down. I used to let my grandchildren down. But Jesus found me in your face, devil. In your face, devil. Come on, let your voice be a testimony. Any sinner saved by grace, let your voice be a testimony. Let your praise be a testimony. Let your worship be a testimony. Let your hallelujah shake the gates of hell. Come on, somebody open up your mouth. Let your hallelujahs shake the gates of hell. You're scaring hell to death right now. You're scaring demons to death right now. If you ever get a hold of your testimony, you could win your coworkers. If you ever got a hold of your testimony, you could win your family because you'll overcome by the word of your testimony. Somebody get a hold of this. Somebody reach out and grab it. I've got a testimony. I've got a testimony. I've got a testimony. Hold on. I'm going to preach this. I'm going to preach this. I wasn't going to go here, but I'm going to say it because I feel just a little pushback. Pentecostals have got to stop pretending like we've always been perfect. I said Pentecostals have got to stop pretending like they're superhuman, always perfect, never failed, never have a hair out of place, never have a tie crooked. I want somebody to understand that you were a sinner just like the vilest sinner on the street right now. You needed saving just as much as the drug dealer on the street of Atlanta. You needed the blood of Jesus just as much as the vilest sinner in Jonesboro right now. If it had not been for Jesus, where would I be? If it hadn't been for Jesus, I wouldn't have a reason to shout. I wouldn't have a reason to dance. I wouldn't have a reason to be here today. But only by the blood. Only by the blood, only by the blood am I standing here today. Ah, I don't deserve to be behind this pulpit. I don't deserve to be a preacher of the gospel. But Jesus reached down into the pit and he lifted me up and he set my feet on a rock to stay. And he said, I've called you, Ryan. I've anointed you, Ryan. But God, I don't deserve it. Nobody deserves it, Ryan. But I've given you grace and I've given you mercy and I gave you Calvary because I love you. Because I love you. Hey, hey, hey. Ha, 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 ha. We're not going to be afraid anymore, devil. I'm closing with this. I could tell you story after story. 
as a child in that little church, Wheaton, Illinois. We didn't have padded pews. We had wooden pews. And you had to be careful. You might get splinters. Some of y'all are just getting that. The power of God would show up in that church. Pastors told this story. One time a lady was being filled with the Holy Ghost and the building was set up high and the windows were high and some neighbors came by and they looked in and they thought that she was levitating. But it was just an optical illusion from where she was standing. And they said, there's power in that church. One time I was about to undergo another surgery and I was so afraid. In fact, I'm being much more transparent. If you know me, you know I'm not usually very transparent, even in my preaching. But one time, I remember as a six-year-old child, I prayed, Lord, maybe just let me die. It hurts too much. I don't want to go through it anymore. And I remember I was praying that way in my heart. And I remember I made it to church one Sunday night. And they were singing, and really there hadn't been anything that spectacular about the service. Dad was pastoring, and his son was dying. You have to know that takes a personal toll. And I was in the altar, and I was praying, and I was praying that very prayer, Lord, maybe just take me. I'm ready to go. And I looked up, and as clear as day, there was an angel standing at the back of that sanctuary with a fiery sword in his hand. His head almost went to the ceiling. I don't know if that's what angels look like, but I know as a child that's what I thought they looked like, and God showed me exactly what an angel would look like to a child. And God spoke to me for the first time, as clear as I've ever heard his voice, and he said, you're going to be okay. Trust me. Don't believe the lie. Trust me. You know, children, children have an amazing capacity for faith. But as you get older, you get jaded and nasty. Did you know that? I got older and I became a preacher. I felt the call of God in my life. I know exactly how long ago it was because it was just before we moved to Georgia and my wife was pregnant with my son, Talmadge. So it was about six and a half years ago, maybe a little bit longer. I was preaching a revival. A hundred people had received the Holy Ghost in that revival. And I could feel spiritual warfare taking place. Hell hates revival. And uh, I started coughing. I was growing sicker and sicker, and I, I just thought I had a cold. And I was coughing, and I'll never forget, we went into the doctor's office to, to see if it was going to be a boy or a girl. We didn't know if Talmadge was, at that time, we didn't know the gender. And I was very excited, and I went in, and we sat down. And as soon as I sat down in that doctor's office, I felt dizzy, and I started passing out, and I realized that something was very wrong. I tried to push through it, went home that night. I laid in the bed, and I started feeling the sensation as if I was suffocating. It felt like someone had two hands around my neck, and they were just holding my neck, and I couldn't breathe. 
and my chest was so tight I couldn't breathe and I couldn't feel my heart beating. And so I wasn't sure if I was having a heart attack with all of my heart issues that I've had in the past. The first thing I thought is I must be having a heart attack, but I wasn't sure. All I knew is that I was very afraid. They called an ambulance. I'll never forget my brothers had to carry me out. I thought I was dying. Got to the ambulance, got to the doctor, got to the hospital, and they realized that I had H1N1 that had been untreated for a long time. And then they realized that it also turned into devil pneumonia. The devil pneumonia was so bad that I, the liquid was so full in my lungs that I could barely breathe. It hurts just talking about it. And every breath felt like my whole body was on fire. And I remember laying in the hospital bed, and I remember being in so much pain, and I was praying. And some of you will believe this, and some of you won't. We're talking about scary Holy Ghost stories. I saw a death angel come into that hospital room. And the death angel began to make threats to me, and he said, your ministry will go no further than this because God has given me permission to take your life right now. And I remember I didn't have the strength to rebuke him in Jesus' name. I didn't even have the faith to rebuke him in Jesus' name. I remember just laying there as fear washed over my body and fear flooded my mind. I was weak. I could barely lift my hand. And all of the sudden, in the middle of that intimidation, I felt a surge of the Holy Ghost. There was just a little tiny spark, just a little flame left inside of me. I was so depressed. I was so beaten down. I didn't know how I was going to pay the hospital bills. I didn't have insurance. I didn't know how my family was going to eat while I was there because as an evangelist, the only income I had was when I was preaching, and I had gone months without preaching. I was laying there feeling like a failure, beaten down, and all of a sudden, that little spark of Holy Ghost flared up inside of me and I looked that death angel in the face and I said I said I rebuke you right now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and when I rebuked him in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ there was a blinding flash of white light and when my vision came back he was gone and I began to grow stronger from that moment forward I want you to know there are scary Holy Ghost stories that we ought to be telling one another because hell is afraid of your testimony hell is afraid of your faith hell is afraid of the one God message hell is afraid of the name of Jesus some of you are dealing with the spirit of fear right now and I think that somebody needs to come to this altar and begin to rebuke the devil in Jesus' name. Can we do that? Can we come all across this building? Let's stand and let's come. Let's not come and kneel. We're not coming in a submissive fashion right now. We're coming with authority. I want you to come with your hands lifted and your voice lifted and your hearts lifted. Whatever demon you've been fighting, I want you to rebuke him in Jesus' name. Whatever battle you've been going through, I want you to take authority over it right now in Jesus' name. Hell is afraid that you're going to wake up and realize that you have apostolic authority. Hell is afraid that someone's going to break some chains in half today because they realize there's power in the name of Jesus. Hell is terrified that somebody here is going to learn how to open up their mouth and call on the name of Jesus. 
Come on, apostolic, take authority. I feel a hindrance right now. Prayer warrior, begin to pray against the spirit of hindrance right now. I rebuke every hindering spirit in the name of the Lord Jesus. I rebuke every thought. We bring it into captivity, Lord. We bring it into submission right now, God. Every spirit of fear, we take it captive right now in Jesus' name. Every evil thought, we take it captive right now in the name of Jesus. Every lustful and immoral thought, we take it captive right now in the name of Jesus. I pray a hedge of protection around the minds of every man in this building. The enemy is coming against them with lustfulness and deceit and promiscuity and immorality. I pray a hedge of protection around their eyes. I pray a hedge of protection around their mind. Someone has been flirting with adultery. I rebuke it in the name of the Lord Jesus. I cast off that demon right now. I bind it in Jesus' name. Someone has been battling demons of immorality. I bind it right now in the name of the Lord Jesus. There's a lady under the sound of my voice who has been fighting against the spirit of suicide. I cast it off right now in the name of the Lord Jesus. There's a young person under the sound of my voice that has been inflicting self-harm in their own body, mutilating their own body in secret. I plead the blood of Jesus over them, and I bind that demonic spirit in Jesus' name. Devil, you have no authority. Devil, you have no business. We rebuke you. We rebuke you. We rebuke you. There's an elder under the sound of my voice who feels like giving up and throwing in the towel. Ha! <laughs> Let a spirit of encouragement come upon you. Let the spirit of ministry come upon you. Ha ha ha. Let the oil of joy come upon you. Let a strengthening fill your heart right now. I rebuke the spirit of pornography right now that's trying to infiltrate this church. I bind the spirit of pornography in Jesus' name. I bind the spirit of immodesty and perversion that's trying to grip people's heart. It's causing them to take their clothes off, Lord. It's, it's causing them to flaunt their body and their sexuality. I plead the blood of Jesus over them. I cast it off right now in Jesus' name. Give us a chaste spirit. Give us a modest spirit. Give us a pure spirit. Give us a holy spirit. Give us a right spirit. I bind the spirit of addiction, drug abuse, prescription abuse that's getting a hold of somebody right now. Cast it off in Jesus' name. Cast it off in Jesus' name. Cast it off in Jesus' name. You don't need a psychologist. You need the mighty God in Christ. You need the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace, the wonderful Counselor. That's who you need right now. Let him heal you. Let him transform you. Let him change you. <laughs> I bind the spirit of anger right now. Lord, you have not given us a spirit of anger. You have not given us a spirit of pride. 
You have not given us a bitter spirit. You have not given us a spirit that would raise our hands to our loved ones, oh God. Give us a gentle spirit. Give us a right spirit. Give us a clean spirit. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I bind the spirit of abuse right now. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I cast it out in Jesus' name. <laughs> I pray right now for every victim of abuse under the sound of my voice. Strengthen them. Encourage them. Bless them. Anoint them, oh God. There are people who are suffering in their body right now. There are people who are struggling through mental abuse, oh God. I pray for them right now. I pray angels over them, Lord. I pray a hedge of protection around them, oh God. Ha, ha, ha. Sickness, you must flee. Cancer, you must go. Sickle cell, you must go. Pain, you must go. Fibromyalgia, you must go. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, prayer warrior. Reach over and pray for somebody right now. Reach over and pray for somebody right now. There are people. There are people breaking some chains right now. They need a prayer warrior to just reach over. and When two or three are gathered together in his name, he's promised to be there. Let's, let's bind together in groups of two and three. Let's take authority together. If one can put a thousand to flight, ten can put ten thousand to flight. Come on. Come on, somebody. Join together. Join your anointing. Join your faith. Join your prayer. Join your authority together right now. Take Holy Ghost authority. Take apostolic authority. Open up your mouth and speak in other tongues. Don't hold it back. Quench not the spirit. Some of you are quenching the spirit. Open up your mouth and begin to speak it out. They shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. 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 In the name of Jesus. If you can't say anything else, you ought to just whisper the name of Jesus. If you don't have the strength to do anything else, just call on the name of Jesus. Just say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy upon me. Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy. Don't pass me by, Lord. Don't pass me by, Jesus. I need you to heal me. I need you to loose me. I need you to save me. I need you to deliver me, Jesus. <laughs> don't pass me by, Jesus. Don't pass me by. I'm desperate for you. Hey, yeah, the power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus to break every chain, break every chain, break every chain.